Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Hi, everybody. It's Kim Hughes. And today we're going to talk about your finances. Um, We're going to go into a conversation where we talk about how to handle your bookkeeping, how to get up, how to be ready to turn everything over to your CPA at the end of the year and do that with confidence and knowing that you've done everything correctly. So this is an area that a lot of people do not like to talk about. It's fine, but you still need to do it. I am I am probably the world's worst when it comes to managing the finances. Um, that is not where I want to be. I want to be on the creative side. I want to be working with my clients. I want to be doing that. I don't want to be, you know, bogged down in numbers. And there are different personalities. So I'll give you an example. My husband loves numbers. He he is very good at finance. Um, He runs not only our household finances, he also runs my business. And before he took it over, it was a hot mess. So let me just say that. So thank God my husband thinks a different way than I do when it comes to the numbers. So if you are one of those people that struggles with, you know, putting your time into your finances, then either find somebody that can help you or learn how to do it yourself. I'm going to say you need to learn how to do it just so you know how it works. That doesn't mean you have to do it. So I know what needs to be done and I get it done. I just don't want to put my time and effort into keeping it all organized and making sure the bill is paid on time and, you know, and all of that. So, you know, find what you're good at and and focus on that. What you're not good at or what you don't want to do, then that's where you delegate it out. And this is an area that you can delegate. Um, We have a girl on our team. Her name is Megan. She's been with me several years. She handles all of our clients' bookkeeping and does a fabulous job of it. So if you do need someone to help you get your bookkeeping organized and manage it going forward, then reach out to us. We're happy to have that conversation because we do understand the importance of this. Because most agents... um, do not do what they need to do. They just kind of wait till the end of the year and then they're scrambling, trying to pull it all together. So what we're going to talk about is starting on January 1st, what you need to do for the entire year to so that you can walk into your CPA the first week of January or at least by February 1st, um, walk in, hand him everything you need and let him get that tax return done so that you are not having to file an extension on April 15th. Okay, so um, let me start first with saying, if you do not have last year's taxes taken care of, that's what you need to focus on. You've got to get that taken care of because every time you file an extension or you meet a debt or you miss a deadline, then you're going to be penalized. And when you're penalized, that's more money you're going to have to pay to the IRS. So you don't want to do that, okay? Um, that's just taking money and throwing it into the trash can. It's it's your money, but you're paying it to somebody else because you got distracted or it wasn't where you want to be or you were just like avoiding it like the plague. 
So the first thing you do is go back to the previous year and look and at all of your taxes, pull your credit card reports, your, um, your bank statements, anything that had to do with money in your business and pull that all together and then sit down and organize it so that you can hand it over to your CPA. There is still plenty of time for you to do that. It's just going to take a little bit of time to pull it all together. So if you're not that person that's organized, then I would say set aside a weekend and that's all you focus on. Um, you know, I always say, you know, uh, Sunday afternoons, lock yourself in your office and just put your head in and get it done. And then, you know, it might take you a day, it might take you a week, but get it done ASAP and then turn it over to your CPA. He will tell you what else he needs and then y'all can do that. Now, the other part of this is, Let's say you have everything brought current from last year. You're ready to start fresh in January. You do realize that you had some areas where you could improve on in your tax, in your finances and in your taxes and everything. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So starting in January, you always have to make a tax payment. Um, I am not short of the deadlines. So if I say a deadline, do not take it to the bank because I could be wrong. So always check with your CPA on these numbers and on the dates and what all you need because what is required from me and what is required from you are going to be two different things because we different different states. We could live in different counties that make a difference, et cetera. So the first thing is um, sit down and map out your expenses for the year. So looking back at your last couple of statements from the previous year, you want to look at those statements and cross off anything you don't need anymore and then turn that program off, completely turn it off, close the account, et cetera. I don't care if it's $5 a month. I don't care if it's $50 a month. If you're not using it, you're throwing the money away. So when you have, and I'm going to just say names, I'm not singling out any company or anything, but let's just say you use, um, you pay for Canva, that's $10 and something a month, but you don't use the $10 package to that benefits you. You're still using, you know, what you do with Canva is basically a free package. So maybe you go down to the free package. You can always increase it, but go down to the free and see if that doesn't help you. And then save yourself that $10 a month, which comes out to be $220 a year. So that's $220. You could put more, put more into your marketing budget. You could put it into... Um, you know, whatever, hiring a virtual assistant to help you, et cetera. So there's a lot of things that you can do by reallocating the money after you've done away with whatever it is you don't need anymore. And then make sure you look at that bank statement every month to, to see if there has been a charge that you don't recognize. Um, things happen. People are human. Accidents happen. I mean, I, I am one that can say, I've made accidents, so but I caught it in time so that I could fix the problem. So you just have to jump on the phone with the bank, explain to them what's going on, and they will take care of it. Uh, but you really should watch your credit card statements every month. And I'm going to give you a little side note. Last year, I would say December, I, I had not looked at my uh, credit card statement for my business for about four or five months. 
um, just because I got busy and it wasn't a priority and I paid for it. So when I did look at it in December, I noticed that there was a $9.99 charge every month for like the past six months. Could not figure out what that was for. I couldn't find the company that was charging me. I called the bank. They looked into it. They said, mm, you know, we don't know who's charging this. So I said, okay, well, obviously somebody's charging and I didn't approve it. So let's get that taken care of. Well, we had to cancel my credit card and they had to issue me a new credit card. And when I got the new credit card, then I had to sit down and it took about an hour for me to go into all the places on the internet that I have that credit card and change it out so that when that charge comes again, they could charge my credit card and not send me your credit card is expired or your credit card is not working. So I had to get that all done. That is time out of my day. That is valuable time that I did not want to give to the credit card to change that information. So what happened is the next month when I looked at the credit card statement, that charge came up. Well, the whole reason of, of canceling the old card and getting a new card was so that they could not charge my credit card again. Well, they did. And uh, because when you call the bank or pretty much anybody these days with customer service, you get overseas, which they're hard to understand. Don't have a problem with them. I just can't understand them. And they don't understand what my problem is to help me fix it. So I get frustrated. I hang up. I put it off and I got another statement, looked at it again, another charge. So even though I changed credit cards, the charge is still coming through. How we did, how they did that, I don't know. So I have to get back on the phone with the bank. This is time out of my day that I do not want to give to resolving this problem, even though it's a huge problem, right? So it frustrates me because my time is very precious to me and I allocate my days very well to, so when I have a kink thrown in there, it kind of throws me. So always look at your credit card statements every month, challenge anything you see on there. Um, yeah, it's an inconvenience, but at least they're not charging $5,000. I mean, I've had clients that have said my credit card, I've had my identity stolen. Um, they have charged, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, and it's a problem out there. So make sure number one is that you look at your credit card statements every month. If a discrepancy shows up, get it handled right then. Don't wait. Then um, the other thing is when you're looking at that last year's, the last credit card statement, you're looking at who do I need to get rid of? What programs am I not using or utilizing to its fullest? Or maybe there's another program that I'm paying for that does the same thing and I can just incorporate that program. So that's a little bit of an analysis that you have to do. And that's something that we look at with our clients and kind of go over that with them so that they can make a decision of what they want to do. So, and, and if we find a discrepancy, we always bring it to their attention. Okay. So then at the end of the month, you want to balance um, the credit card, I mean, the uh, checking account and make sure you have a clean credit card statement. Now, keep your receipts. I know that you don't have to keep a physical receipt, but I do. Um, I just do because I do not want to get audited. And if I get audited, then I'm going to give them the shoebox and hand them all the receipts and let them sort them out. But I have my credit card statement as well. So it's just a little backup there. Then um, as I'm doing that, then I'm reconciling each month, okay? If you get in a habit of doing this, I would say it would take 
15, 30 minutes a month to sit down and reconcile your bank, bank account and your credit card. If you have more than one, then of course it's going to add time. The more you have, the more time. But basically you get into a rhythm of, I get my statement on the 25th, I'm going to sit down on the 26th and I'm going to reconcile everything and make sure everything is in order. That way I don't have to think about it again. All right. And I'm going to tell you to put a little, um, put it on your calendar when your statement arrives, whether you have it still mailed to you or if it's available online, write it down so that you know when that statement is ready to review. So the sooner you can look at it, the sooner you can reconcile, the sooner you can put it behind you and free up your brain space for something else. Then at the end of each quarter, what you're going to do is you're going to sit down and look at those three months, make sure everything is reconciled correctly, any questions that you might have. And then you're going to take that and you're going to wrap it up in a nice little package. You're going to write your check to the IRS for your first payment of the year or the first quarter, and then moving on into the next quarter and do the same thing for every quarter. So if you're making those payments every quarter, they're not going to penalize you. If you don't make those payments, they're going to penalize you. That's more money out of your bank account, out of your pocket, and that money can add up. So the tip that I'm fixing to give you is I'm going to say, check with your CPA. They're going to know the right way to do this. I am not a CPA, but I I do know that this is the way we do it and we do it right every year. Our CPA pats us on the back and says, good job. So every we look at last year's income, gross income. And we take that and we divide it by four. And then, okay, so now what we have is our total gross income divided by four. So every check that we send to the IRS in this year is based on the income we made last year. And say, let's just say it's $2,500 a quarter. So you're sending them $2,500 a quarter. And at the end of the year, when you do your tax return, you may have money coming back because you paid too much, which to me is in the perfect world. I know you're not making interest in all of that, but I would rather that happen than me have to pay them and then pay the penalty fee. Because if, if, if I understand it correctly, if we don't pay, if we have to pay more at the end of the year, then we're penalized on that. Um, if you don't pay your taxes on time, you're penalized. These are little things that can add up and then you've got yourself a big mess because the numbers get out of control. And then now you've got, instead of owing a thousand, you may owe 10. So just make sure you reconcile every month, every quarter, write your check every quarter, send it to the IRS. And then at the end of the year, your CPA and you can figure out, do you have money coming back or do you still owe more money? So in my world, I would rather pay a little bit more each quarter than have to pay a huge amount at the end of the year. So that's just the way we do it. We've done it both ways. And it just, it's a peace of mind for me so, so that I know it's taken care of and I'm not being penalized. I don't care what business you're in. If you own a small business, you have to pay quarterly taxes. They do not give preferential treatment to anybody. So make sure that you're doing that. You know, whether it's $500 or $1,500 or $15,000, whatever your gross was last year, divide it by four 
and then you pay those taxes for this year. There is a formula that your CPA will know, and I know I'm probably not saying that right, but you get the gist. So check into it, get it done, and, and do this for yourself. You know, you're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for you because that's your money. You earned it and you need to keep it and quit giving it to the government and quit buying extensions on uh, for the April 15th because you've missed the deadline. This should be the number one priority in your business every month, every quarter, every year. When you get that down into a, a rhythm, you're going to be so proud of yourself. And take that money that you have saved instead of giving it to the IRS and put it towards your vacation, put it towards a new car, put it towards um, a spa day, whatever that does to make you feel like you've accomplished it, that's what you do. Because that's what I do, you know, because to me, that's a big deal. I mean, for me to be on time with everything, when at one point I wasn't, um, it was the best thing that ever happened. It gave me peace of mind. And I will say, you know, I didn't know anything about taxes, finances, or anything when I started my business. I just had an idea and I started it and it just kind of went crazy and, and it, it was overnight success. So there was a lot of the things that I had learned and um, that I didn't know, you know. So I hired a CPA and, you know, God just put a CPA that just was the best and he taught me how to manage my finances. He taught me things that I had no idea of. These are not things your parents teach you. These are not things you learn in college. These are things that you have to figure out on your own. And so for me to have Barry to take me under his little wing and show me how to do things the right way and why we do it this way and why we do it that way made me a smarter person, but it also made me very proud of what I had learned, even though I hated it. I was like, I don't want to do this. And that's when my husband said, you know, let me just do this. This is my area of expertise. And so I did, but I do know. And, and I'm, and I'm also going to say, you want to sit down every month. If somebody else is managing your finances, then you need to sit down with them on a monthly basis and have a conversation about it. So you're not in the dark because something could happen to that person and then you're right back where you were at the beginning. So make sure you take that time. So like with us, when we're managing your books um, and reconciling and doing all of these things, you know, Megan is having a conversation with you every month about your statements, about where your money went, how much money you have, what has been reconciled, what discrepancies did we come across and everything. So that way she takes the burden off of you, but she's keeping you informed of what she's finding and how it's being reconciled and how it's being managed. So just make sure you do that and make sure the person doing it for you knows what they're doing as well. Okay. So um, let me see if there's anything that I may have left out. I'm sure I have, because like I said, this is an area where I'm not great but I'm good. And I got good because I had the right people helping me. Um, don't think I'll ever hit the great mark, but I'm okay with that. I want to be great in other areas, not in my bookkeeping, because I can depend on people to help me with it. I have a husband that does it, um, who knows finances, and then I have a great CPA. With those two things, I can't go wrong. But I do know what's going on at all times. 
Okay. So with that said, if there's any questions that you have that we can answer for you regarding this or how our services work to help you, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to have that conversation. We do offer a 20-minute free consultation. So take advantage of that 20 minutes and talk to us about your bookkeeping or anything else you have going on in your business that you need a little, um, you know, just a little sounding board, if nothing else. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you next time. Bye.